Hello, hello, hello. 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 How are you? I'm not too bad. I was, uh, you know what, I watched... Should we jump? I'm going to just jump straight in here. Do it. Is that all right? Yes. Because content. We're all about content. Because they're content producers, in case people didn't remember. Exactly. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. You know what, I, I, I watched the end couple of episodes of that tv show which i imagine you don't like because i tend to think that the shows i watch you don't like that's pretty much how i uh, go with taste and you and me of the okay. of the crown oh yeah haven't watched i think i watched the first series and with claire yeah, foy yeah with claire foy and i don't think i made it past the i don't even think i got to the end of the first series yeah. and so the last the last episode and the the queen now is played by an actor called imelda staunton Oh yes, I know her work. Yes, she was um, she was a very good Adelaide in Guys and Dolls, I think, for the National Theatre, and she famously was in Follies not long ago, also for the NT. Wow. Okay. Great. Uh, nice backstory there. Uh, I don't. Sorry. I think I've seen her in other films, but actory I, of me. No, no. I think I I've seen her in other films, but I wouldn't. You know, none come to mind. Uh, and it, Have you watched the Harry Potter films? Oh, was she in that? Oh, yes. She was. She was a mean lady in a pink, a pink I suit do in remember. one of the Harry Potter films. I do remember. And the last episode, spoiler, is of the Queen being asked, forced to plan her funeral. Operation London Bridge, I think, is right. Yeah. Okay. And one of the things that Imelda Staunton and I was, I wanted to ask you just as a sort of slight technical thing which is, I thought her performance was extraordinary, but I couldn't dissemble her performance from what I know about the dignity of the actual queen. Meaning that that all she had to do was effectively be on camera and not steal the thing. And all the, all the let's say, the emotional labor or the aff- affective labor was being done by me because of what I know to be, let's say, what I understand the real queen to have been. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense, but I would have thought that only would translate to those scenes, and I, and I have to confess I haven't watched it, but I've seen the Claire Foy version, so we've, I've seen somebody tussling with a similar question but at a much earlier point in her in her life. That would make sense for me where she is being witnessed, but not so much in those private scenes, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. I I, I found her performances to be staggering, staggeringly yes. dignified and yeah. uh, under uh, just underplayed and mm. really, really quite spectacular. Uh, if uh, it's entirely the wrong word, uh, but just so subtle and so alive and. Uh, so this is not, I'm not trying to get people to watch The Crown because it is patently absurd. The whole thing is fantastically absurd. And yet there's also something about the, the uh, let's say, the, the condemning this family to normalcy, which I 
think I took a lot of pleasure in while I was watching it. But it did get me thinking. It got me thinking about something that we could talk about. And hang on, let me just... Uh, and it got me thinking because my because all listeners know my nephew Finn has been has long teased me about pineapples on pizza. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just as a, an aside, do do you have strong opinions on that? No, I'm pretty um, I'm pretty relaxed about it. Um, I won't choose it ever. But you know, it's not like However, you think it's not like an, an offence. No, I think it's odd, but I mean that's possibly because I find sweet and savoury together a, a strange combination anyway. Yeah. But then I also go, oh, but I like peanut butter and jam. So what am I talking about? So you know, it's it, yeah. it, it's contextual, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So and you know, so and Finn knows because I, you know, because I'm I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Italian food. Although, as if there's some kind of traditional Italian food, it's much more flexible than that, like all foods. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's sort of an ongoing joke between us. And he'll talk about, yeah, yeah, we had a great pizza. We had uh, they have pineapple. We had pineapple or whatever it is. And um, and I said I said to him just flippantly, as long as whatever happens at my funeral, you do not mention pineapple on pizza. <laughs> and his response was, and aprons. Oh, that's because he you said in an episode some time ago that you would like to make sure that the photograph of you at your funeral was of you in an apron. Did I say that? You said that out loud because uh, because you said that you think that that's probably how he will remember you in an apron. And it's exactly what he said that you, he goes, "You always are wearing an apron." And I mean, that's. That's totally not a lie. It's it's so true. It's so true. I've only got two. I have to switch between them two. And um, one of them says Cucina. Uh, So my question really is, what's your funeral going to be like? What would you like to have? (laughs) (laughs) If you were to to plan your funeral. Is this your revenge from last week? Because I (laughs) said to you where you want to be. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> not at all, not at all. I've been okay. I've been juicing up this one for weeks now. No, I um okay. no no. I just thought you know if you were to play, it was just watching Imelda Staunton, the character, and imagining the Queen because she would have had to have been involved in the planning of her. Um, I yeah. cried a lot in that episode. I have to say, like I really was moved by it. But, okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. going to to just I'm gonna wind the clock back a little bit for listeners. If you're unfamiliar with the work of Imelda Staunton and you don't want to put yourself through <laughs> eight series of The Queen, in order, the, sorry, The Crown, six, six series of The Crown What'd in order you call to it? get the to cr- it. The, I call the it The Queen, but yeah. I meant The Crown. Um, you could go onto YouTube and watch two short videos. One would be uh, Imelda Staunton singing the song Rose's Turn from her performance in Gypsy. It'll be in the show plays notes where she plays Gypsy Rose Lee's mother. It's a famous role. I think uh, Imelda, uh, Imelda Staunton, that's who I'm talking about. I think Ethel Merman uh, originated it on Broadway. So you'll probably, you know, you'll have a, a kind of a cultural memory of it, of this sort of like brassy ginger broad belting. Or even like um, I, what, even I would have a cultural memory of it. I think, I think, yeah, I think. Like if uh, I saw it, I'd go, oh yeah, I know that. 
Yeah, I think if you, you so if it's a it's a song that kind of goes all over the place. It's kind of hard to um, to sing it to you. Is where it starts, but then it goes into so it's, it kind of goes all over the place. But it's a it's an archetypal belter of a song. You know, it's the it's the eleven o'clock number where somebody with with lungs on them just stands there and go. They park and bark. What, like, what did you call? Why did you call it an eleven o'clock number? What did that? Me? What does that mean? Oh, okay. A- at so, night. Uh, no, no. Eleven. Well, yeah. I guess it is from the idea of eleven o'clock at night. So, um, eleven o'clock number in a musical is usually not the last number. Gotcha. Just before but midnight. It's coming towards yeah, right. the end. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's often a solo, and it's often a really powerful song. And can you give me another example? Yeah, I can. Uh, so, um, in company, uh, midlifeing uh, does musicals. Sondheim. It's musicals week at midlifeing. Um, uh, ladies who lunch. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. Which famously um, Elaine Strick did in the original. There's like a whole documentary. What, music, what musical is that? So, um, it's Company. <laughs> no, all, all blanks, all blanks from me. Okay, so Company <laughs> is oh, Company is one of the first musicals that wasn't about anything. I was playing so tennis. It's, it's just of, to be clear, I was. If you, yeah, yeah I was. It's, yeah, it's and, a, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, if you want to see some a masterclass in performance, go and watch that Rose's Turn by Imelda Staunton from Gypsy because she she doesn't she doesn't make it into this kind of like powerhouse eleven o'clock number. In terms of the the vocal complexity of it, it's just heart wrenching. Oh! And then, if you want to see a much more subtle version of the same thing, um, watch her performance of "Losing My Mind" from Follies, which is a really, really lovely also little song. It, it doesn't. Yeah, um, you might know that from uh, Liza Minnelli did a version of it that was in the charts, probably in the early nineties. The sun comes up, I think about you. The coffee cup, I think about you. Just like that, yeah? I think she might have done it with the Pet Shop Boys. Anyway, those are two examples of Imelda Staunton doing two very, very different things with song. It's a perfect example of acting through song. It's really, really gorgeous. And it, um, just also to, to say that her... You, now that you've I've clocked or you've reminded me that she was also in the Harry Potter movies as that you know slightly sort of the, one of the baddies basically one yeah one she's one of the baddies like a, a, something yeah Dolores or something or oh like. yeah that sounds right and um, is that it when I watched her on the the Crown it never occurred to me I was never in that I've seen her in something else mode I was yeah. so she, so she was the queen yeah yeah yeah. And it was extraordinary. And if you, if there's a little scene, there's a scene of her watch looking at tin soldiers lined up uh, as they would be in her funeral, and she, it's just yeah. her and these tin soldiers, and it is just so so special. I think the reason that I went to Imelda Staunton singing, not just to kind of give people a non the Crown reference for them to see the incredible capability of that that performer but i think in in a way it takes me towards answering your question i want my funeral to be full of song and i'm not particularly interested in genre or capability <laughs> but i think i want people to 
I think I want people to sound. I think I want people to open their throats and use their lungs because um, there is so much in British culture in funerals that is about holding back. Mm. I, like it's because of being, it's being a, um, like the sort of a, being a dignified, quiet space. Yeah. Mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And, and not wanting to make a show. And, and I remember my cousin's funeral. She died when she was in her mid thirties of ovarian cancer. And it was the, the, the room was, I mean, as you would imagine for somebody in their mid thirties, it was standing room only. It yeah. was just overflowing. And it was, horrendous mm. uh you know my, my dad leaned over and he went this is the last thing you ever want at your funeral you just don't want this many people you want there to be like maybe a celebrant one or two other people you want everybody to be dead <laughs> you know he's you, working you don't on it isn't wanna... he your dad he's <laughs> i mean he's yeah, last he's man standing right. he's, pl- <laughs> he's plugging away at it um <laughs> but certainly you know it just <laughs> that sense of that sense of watching people and, you know, watching her widower and she had a baby and a 12-year-old and just watching them be kind of in the centre of this maelstrom of shock. Mm. But also then everybody trying to perform the right version of grief and watching some people. And Bob is... Um, Bob cries in the most inopportune moments. So <laughs> I'm just gonna, sorry, are, add that I'm just gonna add that to my list of reasons to love Bob Worley. But you know, it's so, a so long this, fucking this, list too, just to be clear. But there are some times in you know, you'll be standing next to her and you'll go, Oh I, I I best be ready to catch her and hold her in this moment and, and I'll go, Are you okay? And she'll be like, I'm fine. Um whereas at my cousin's funeral, a, a woman who she knew but not well uh, and of course Bob was a lot younger at that time, she was just inconsolable. But not like racking sobs just water pouring down her face and just dropping onto the i remember just watching the the tears drop off her face and and plop onto the floor Mm. um and and she her just standing there and and it just like teeming out of her um but also being aware of watching some of uh, my cousin's friends sort of be much more um i could see different ways that they were that it was being um released yeah in people and and because of the cultural scripts that we have certain types of performance become available to us and i think i would just like to not subvert but i think i would just like to sidestep that and give everybody space to lift their head up to the sky their face up to the sky i should say and yell but you can do that in song really nicely and it can be through joy you know what you you know we can sing and, and it, it opens our hearts and make it makes us just like <laughs> laughing almost. Mm. And then also it can just be a place to, to really, really let, let total grief out. So I would, I'd want there to be space for people to just sing. Ugh. That's what I want. If I, um, I mean, I know this is not a competition, but uh, now I really hope that I, uh, uh, outlive you so that I can <laughs> <laughs> so that I can come to your funeral so I can come to your funeral and I will uh, open my lungs as best as possible you may not like that it might it might uh, you, you won't this is it. I don't I don't well I won't I'll be dead but I, I don't I'm not asked about quality in this moment I just want people to have the space to let something out mm, and you, can you imagine how that might be 
it's not the right word, manufactured, how it might be generated, how it be, might be afforded? Oh, well, I think it would have to be, it would either have to be outside oh, nice. or it would have to be, and this is not me, it would have to be in a church. Yeah. Because the acoustics. So, so, <laughs> so either it's, yeah. But do you have a sense of like, what the under... first song would be that might make people, no, you know, it's, like, that's wake, not, wake, that's me, wake me up before you go-go? But that, I don't think that's for me necessarily. I think, you know, I would, I, it's not for me to make that decision because I, I'm not, I don't imagine a, I don't have a playlist. I don't say, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, because there isn't a song that I think, I don't have a song that's, that typifies me. My, my internal playlist is random. And I just want people. Yeah, you're to constantly be able to, like, on you know, shuffle mode, aren't you? Really, I am constantly. Yeah, my brain, my brain is constantly on shuffle. Yeah. So I mean, that's really all I want. I mean, there's, there was a. If you'd asked me a little while ago, I think I still I would have wanted I would have wanted song I would have wanted music I would have wanted noise. Definitely wouldn't want quietness. That bothers me. Don't want quietness. I don't want formal. Um, I don't think I want a celebrant. I don't think I want anybody at the front. I don't want anybody speaking for anybody else. Mm. Um, I I find that I've been to too many funerals. I went to the funeral of a man who had served in the war and he was a quite committed atheist as a result of what he'd seen in the war. And I went to his funeral and the celebrant just talked about him being back in the arms of God and I just wanted to go, I don't know who this is for. I know exactly who it was for. It was for his family, but I was just like... This does not reflect the man I knew. Mm. This it, and it, it, I, I felt hot with rage, mm. which is ridiculous because it, it, you know, it's not for me to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but I, I think I know that much. I, I, I want other people, multiple other people, if they want to remember me, to remember me. I don't want my memorialization to be. Um, I don't want a hagiography where somebody else comes in and says he was such an X or he was such a Y and everybody thought this. And when we think about his so, it's like, fuck that, really. I want you to come up and go, oh, you know, actually, uh, he, he could be quite gassy. I'd, uh, I was thinking I could, <laughs> I could get up and just say quietly, you know, um, many things to say about Lee Miller, but one of them was that he, uh, he knew how to cut people off. And here I've brought together all the people he's cut off over the course of his life. <laughs> And they don't have a I mean, good word to say about him. And you know, I think I'd be kind of okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be kind of. I think I'd be pretty okay about that. As long as they did it through the medium of song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, when I, you know, you know this and long-term listeners know this. Uh, when I did the, um, what are they called at a funeral when you say something about someone? Um, eulogy. Eulogy. And I did my mother's eulogy, which is, you know, as we talked about at the time. Back in 2021, December 2021, it was a pretty strange experience. But um, after I finished, uh, we were on the we were driving to the cemetery, and my eldest brother said to me, "Oh, it was so long." <laughs> That's all he said about it. <laughs> and I said, "That's all you've got to say about it." <laughs> it wasn't that long. Isn't that something about the form of funerals? Oh, yeah, that yeah. When you've got, and not to defend your eldest brother, but when you have those scenarios where somebody steps to the front and speaks for, whether that's a family member or somebody external, they, 
they've got to somehow coalesce everything into one moment and and yeah which is why i think i just want you know i think i want a free for all mm-hmm. mm. and also i think i'm describing also, like burning man <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mean, this time it would plastic. be literal. <laughs> it could be literal. <laughs> Wrapped in plastic, we can wrap you in, wrap uh, me in, in plastic cling in film and then uh, imagine the smell. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Songs, that's great. I'm there. I'm, I'm fucking there. I really hope you're not, but cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think Simon Kennedy Ellis... I feel like we might have come to a, a kind of a, a natural, a natural pause. Yeah, how you yeah. No, that? I think you're right. I didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't, I didn't yet describe what my funeral might be like. But I don't have a because I hadn't thought of the question until I asked it. And um, even though I'd been thinking about funerals, but uh, my own, yeah, just that I don't think I should be. Uh, I don't think pineapple on pizza should be mentioned. And uh, I'm not sure I want to be categorised as someone who always wore an apron. But then I kind of don't mind. You know what? Go for it. Finn, trust you, man. Whatever you think. That's a lovely end, but I also think that you should be buried in a big loaf. Or actual bread, you mean? Like a coffin. Yeah, a coffin loaf. Bread. Like a coffin. Of, in fact, part of me wants to know, you know, you know that sense, you're constantly going, ooh, if I put porridge into my sourdough, what would happen? I want someone to go, if I put Simon into my sourdough, I know, I, I'd have to, I would have to be low, I'm very slow cooked, and then, oh, just a bit weird. It's, it just has that slight feeling of tadakan. You know, that, <laughs> that kind of, like, why would you ruin either of those things? <laughs> why would you, what, ruin a turkey or a duck or ruin a, a loaf of bread and a Simon? To all those things. <laughs> all those things. All right. Okay, I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Have you stopped recording? Not yet, because I can't find the button because my face is in the way. Because I, there we go. if you've stopped recording, then I can actually I can say things. I can say things now, and you can't respond. You'll just be silent. So uh, tell me, Lee. Um, you re- do you really think that I'm better than you at this? <laughs> I just had a little had a little moment that um, last night <clears throat> a song came on on Spotify, Maniac, as in she's a maniac. Maniac, maniac on from, the floor. That one from the film. Oh, uh, now I want to say Flashdance, but I might Spot be wrong. Spot on with the actress. Okay. Oh, oh, I can see her face, Jennifer Beals. Wow, you're amazing. And um, I realised that... And I want to say... Oh, 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 oh. I also want to say that there was a boy in it. It Was it was it Chris Sarandon in it as well? I have no recollection Maybe of the not. boy. Uh. <laughs> because I realised <laughs> okay, with point. this song, I basically had a... Um, I had a... Uh, the, effectively a Proustian moment. Uh, but instead of with a Petty Madeline, I had it with kind of thinking about sex like it was the song made me think about first sexual encounters bizarrely because it was never like that was it was more like uh it was more like the song it was thinking about how sexy i thought jennifer beals was at the time and i had quite a like sort of flash moment of uh of first orgasm type kind of <laughs> kind of moment <laughs> So thanks, wow. Jennifer. I know, I know, deep cut, but thanks, Jennifer, and thanks, maniacs, all you maniacs out there. <laughs> <laughs>